0: Log Talk Radio. No,
1: (coughs) especially since I got nailed.
0: Yo, All I need is one mic, one beat, one stage, one nigga front, my face on the front page. Only if I had one gun, one girl, and one crib, one god to show me how to do things. His son did pure, like a cup of virgin blood, mixed with 151, one sip, will make a nigga flip. Writing names on my hollow tips, plotting shit, mad violence, So I'm going to body, this hood, politics, acknowledge it. Leave bodies chopped up in garbage, seeds, watch us grow up and try to follow us. Police, watch us roll up and try knocking us, one Money I just couldn't beat my time is up with my luck I got up. The cops shot again. Bust out glass bursts. A fiend drops with Heineken. Ricochet between the spots that I'm hiding in. Blacking out. I shoot back. Fuck getting hit. This is my hood. I'm a rat. To the death of it. To everybody. Come on. Little niggas is grown. Hood rats. Don't abortion your wound. We need more warriors soon. Shit from the stars. sun and the moon. And it's like a police chaser. Street sweepers and coppers. Sick of kids with no conscience. Leaving victims with doctors. If you really think you're ready to die. With nines out, this is what nines about Niggas, it's time is stand All I need is one mic All I need is one mic All I need is one mic All I need, niggas All I need is one mic All I need is one mic All I need is
2: one mic All powers to oppress people African power to an African people and black power. It's your brother, National Chairman, Yangon Krumah, People's Black Panther Party for Self-Determination, coming to you again on this Thursday. I had named it the Forum, but you know what? I'm going to change the name to Gorilla Radio. This is for my gorilla out there, and I'm not talking about gorillas in the zoo. I'm talking about those freedom fighters. This is an opportunity for us to express our ideas, share our comments and our opinions, you know, my motto, man, African communalism collectively. There's nothing we can accomplish individually, spell certain doom, death, and destruction for us as a people. I want to thank you for calling in on this Thursday and spending this time with me. Tonight's topic on the show is oh, tonight's topic on the show is the new African culture. The new African culture. Is it a culture of destruction? Is it a culture of Detriment to black people. You know, what I'm saying bitches, money, and clothes—all the nigga know. Where did this culture come about? When did we? When did we digress to this type of thinking that this had become the social norm for us as, uh, for us as black people? And is—and then you'll have some people to say that there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I've talked to people and say this is the way things is. When you was a young man, y'all did y'all things. Yeah, we did. I'm not going to say I was probably one of the worst that I can remember in those streets. But our community had a standard. There used to be a time when you could look at the news and you would hear certain crimes committed, and off the rip, you could tell the ethnicity. You could tell what race that person was. You'd hear baby placing up, and you'd be like, oh, them white folk. So uh, man ate child, oh, them white folk. You could absolutely, and would go to, I'm not a gambling man. I only like to show a thing. But back then, I would probably place a bet on what race or ethnicity that person was that committed the crime. Now you don't know. What is with this new culture? When did we begin to start to look at our women as bitches and hoes and say it on the regular? Even to where, you know, I know the brothers, you, we use nigga as a term of endearment. We say this is a term of endearment. Now I hear sisters referring to one another as bitch, and they have the same standards that we have for nick. They can use it for one another, but you can't use it in referring to them. But we have to understand what happens holds a certain definition to it, the baddest bitch, false bitch. So subconsciously they begin to fall into behavior of this bitch or their definition of a bitch. Is this the new African culture? Is this what our young people? And I'm hoping, and this show is mainly geared to, I'm hoping some young people pick up on it and call in because I like to hear their mindset. I think far too often, as the older generation, we begin to tell young people what the problem is, what they need to do, and we don't listen. I want to know what's the fucking problem, man? What's going on with you, young brother? What's going on with you, young sister? How is it so easy to murder, maim, rob, rape, and kill, pillage your own community, people who look like you, and do it with no moral conscience, no hesitation, no nothing? I mean, won't blink. Brothers killing brothers at the blinking lot. Sex, money, murder. You know, bitches ain't shit, but hoes and tricks. Niggas ain't this, niggas ain't that. Eat a ass, eat a pussy. Just anything. Coming out on the radio And we go back and regurgitate these lyrics Say these lyrics Like there's nothing Getting this ready for the youth I see little kids You go on the Facebook and look at the videos Little kids, babies, little girls twerking And we wonder why The um, child exploitation And sexualization Of our children is rising Teenage pregnancies On the rise And we're looking at this culture that we begin to develop and not only develop but endorse. I know some of you are saying, Oh, I don't endorse that, Chairman Yang, how are you gonna say we endorse that culture? They tell me silence is condoned, condoning a behavior. When you're silent about a behavior, you're condoning a behavior. And now they tell me like, you know, I find the people they say, Don't address those young people, their parents will say something to you. When you stop a young man or a young woman from um, doing something destructive in their community are quite possibly even harming themselves. You have these belligerent, belligerent, ignorant-ass parents coming out and will actually have the audacity to be upset with you about correcting, correcting their children. How far are you going That Do we stop them? Do I sit back and watch a young man or a young woman doing something destructive and has the potential to harm them or quite possibly even be deadly? them or to someone else and not say anything. What's with the culture? I'd like to talk to young people. what's with the culture with this filming every goddamn thing and not that that's bad some of the I'm glad that they're filming because some of the most um savage and brutal behavior by the armed force of this repressive state more commonly referred to as the police, have been caught on film, and that is what has convicted a lot of them. Otherwise, they've gotten away. But I'm going to tell you what gets me is when we sit here and watch our women be manhandled and uh, just, I mean, brutally in a lot of instances, and we sit back and we film it. And not only do we film it, niggas do free advertising. World star, World Star's not paying you to send a shout out, nigga? Cut it. So when did we get to that point where we stopped intervening, watching our women being brutally attacked? And before we step in and stop the brutalization of the black woman, the black girl, the black child, we'd rather film it on video. I've seen videos of parents abusing children. I don't know how the person could sit there and film a child being abused. And not intervene, the new culture. I need to talk to some young people. I'm an old head. They'll tell me OG. Oh, you know, all my, all, my, all my peoples call me OG or um. My little homies, and I'm glad to say my little homies, you know, I raised like this. I believe in physical um, enforcement. So my little homies up under me, you know, wasn't above physical enforcement. But now you have the older cats my age and was influential in these young homies' life trying to be young or allowing this type of behavior to go on because there is no community structure, no community standard. Let's talk about this snitching policy. I want to talk about that. i was watching TV. An old lady got killed in the neighborhood. Nobody, I ain't no snitch. I ain't no snitch. I understand that. I'm with the same thing. I don't believe in snitching, but when you tell the community not to snitch, not to talk to the police, then you're saying, in, a, in essence, that you will step up and police your own damn community. You can't allow pirates and bandits to run rapid in your community and then nobody do anything, but you don't you don't. So now you're a hostage in your own goddamn community because you're a punk. Because you're a punk. You're a bitch. And you scared control of your community, so now you got these young niggas and young sisters running rampant and you don't snitch and you don't say anything to them. What's with the new culture? Because the new culture, the new black African culture, has affected even us who are older. We've gotten out of character. We have turned a blind eye. We become apathetic. Um, we have an apathy. We have a disconnect. We have we no longer feel. We're no longer tied to our community to where we can walk past some of the most horrendous things happening in our community and not even let be affected, let alone be affected, not even address the issue. I sure would like to know what's going on with that. Maybe somebody can help me. Let's go to the phone lines. I believe we got Chairman Hakeem on. Chairman Hakeem. Power to the people. That's how I how feel. People, brother, I'm glad you're on feel Thursday, too. man. What's happening? That's how I feel. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. Talk to me. You know what the- I'm saying? Absolutely, man. You know what I'm saying? They don't, you know, they don't believe in snitching. So they say. So they say. Uh-huh. So they say. They wear a t shirt So they say. It's a campaign. So what do you. Yeah. So what do you do? What do you do when you know because like you said, we don't we don't care and that's part of the thing in our manual. No collaborating or cooperating with oppressive forces with the police. We don't encourage that shit. But what do you do when you tell the community not to collaborate, not to work with the police, but you're not stopping the damn bandits and the punk ass niggas that's running rampant in the neighborhood causing destruction and turmoil. How do you how do you you know how do you get around that? Well, you know, as you said, you know what I'm saying? Somebody and not somebody as in one person. I mean us, the people, we have to be, you know, like minded people. We gotta get on one accord. You see what I'm saying? We got to get on one accord because that's the only way that they're going to respect it. it's, uh, uh One thing I like mm-hmm. to say around here is uh, five respect five. You feel me? Okay. Five respect mm-hmm. five. You know what I'm saying? So so if you, you know, you, you got people, you know, oh, let him get killed on the block, let's stay with that. You know what I'm saying? You know, and, and you ain't said nothing to the police. That yeah, what? Oh, this nigga gonna tell y'all what he did. He gonna tell y'all what he did because there's gonna be so many. Unbussed. Okay. We're gonna be we're gonna put so many shots on his ass. You know what I'm saying? He ain't gonna be. He, he ain't gonna want to be on the street. You know. Okay. he's gonna run to the police they, Right. But you see I what I'm saying? Run. Hey, tell y'all what I done. Yeah. Mhm. You know but how do you start to people, get the young people to come on this, to come on that mindset? And I'm glad that you on, man, with on this program with me because you're a young you, brother, and you know, go ahead. Absolutely, you know, and, and and you know, a lot of things, uh, a lot of things, you know, it, it's advancing with technology. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I want, I, I, and I mean by that when I say if there were smartphones, uh, back in '93, Tupac. The killing would have been filmed. It would have been on film. See what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not. It's it's not that. It's, it's 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 not that. Oh, it's just this generation here. Because if these same tools were available then, it would have been to the same effect. You see, this but I'm is, gonna tell you, I You know, this is what I say. Yeah. You know I'm, what I'm, I'm saying? I'm I'm gonna say this because I came up in the '80s, man. I came up, you know. I'm probably one of the Godfathers in that banging thing. In the '80s, we had the crack cocaine. We brought in the drive-by. We, I mean, we were notorious in the '80s. We, you know, we made it hot. We made the police step up the efforts. But if it was, and this is not to, you know, make us sound all glorious and like we were just doing the funk like that. But if there were smartphones back then, they would have seen a lot more niggas getting their ass beat for. Disrespecting the community We were about community There were certain things you didn't do There was a G code I'm wondering when we began to leave The G code alone When, when did it start to be a free for all And everybody became A potential target You know we, that You didn't do the where you laid your head Rule number one You don't shit where you lay your head That was the first thing you learned in the street You did your dirt away from your crib Your hood was a safe zone. In fact, when we got in trouble, the first place everybody be running back to is their hood. So when did Mm -hmm. the hood become a war zone and we become the combatants? You know what I'm saying? We became the warriors in the war zone, not in in defense of our neighborhoods, but we're the one causing the havoc and the turmoil in our neighborhoods. When did that begin to come about? Well, you know, you know, you know, you know when it comes to you know, when it comes to the streets, you know what I'm saying, you do something, you go out bad or whatever, whatever, whatever the case, however you want to paint it. You know, be like, he did what? Oh, who is OG? In? You know what I'm saying? Oh, who is Foxy? Mm-hmm. Not who are your blood relatives, but who his clique, who he come up around. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So everything is collective. You know what i'm saying yeah. and and when it and when we got to the point where individual success was 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 was, was, was more desired than a collective championship so to speak mm-hmm. that's when you have mm-hmm. the breakdown you know what i'm saying yeah that's when you have that's when you have the breakdown. You know what I'm saying? And guess what? I love Superfly. I love menace to society. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't be a menace. I love yeah. this stuff. But understand that's 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 a problem. That's a problem. Yeah. yeah. Well you know, we had that we had that balance. I think that one of the things and this is why I work so hard to try to offset some of the things that I contributed to in society, the demise of the African society or the African, oppressed African people in America, my add to that oppression. This is why I worked so hard, because coming out of the 70s and the 80s, yeah, we were bad, but we had we were still rock. the African medallions. We had groups like Poor Righteous Teacher, Public Enemy, Eric B. and Rocky M. King Son. So even our music reflected a certain amount of consciousness and black awareness. You know, we did there was, you know, I just started to see the downhill spiral. And I'm wondering what it's going to take to get the young brothers and sisters to begin to uplift themselves, to begin to aspire for some more, to understand that that behavior is destructive. I don't think a lot of the brothers and sisters out there, and particularly, and this is not an indictment against young people. Right. Our future is with you and the young people. But there, there comes a time where we have to say you young people have to be responsible for the future of African people here in America. We have to hold you accountable and responsible. And I don't think that some of these Negroes want to grow up, don't want to be accountable and responsible for their own actions. Absolutely. Or, or, or their children or anything for that matter. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, it yeah, it has gotten to a time where it's just the streets is crazy right now. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like <laughs> ain't no rules. You know? You know yeah. and not just yeah. on the streets, behind the wall. You know what I'm saying? Not just behind the wall, in the courtroom. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure the workplace is affected. You know what I'm saying? You know. It's, 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 it's these are different times and, and that's why you know, that's why these Tuesdays and these Thursdays is so important. We can comb through the facts and we can comb through the defects and come up with a solution. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's gonna take yeah. something real collective. Yeah. It's gonna take real real collective, not just you know, not just putting a whole bunch of ideas together. It's going it's gonna take it's gonna take a collective effort. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It's gonna take hitting it's the streets. The it's work. gonna take some changes. Mhm, mhm. It's gonna take the it's gonna take the real work. We are gonna have to put in the work to really begin to change. And this is why I say that a lot of that burden and responsibility is gonna fall on our young people. But not just our young people. You know, I'm I'm also talking to the older brothers and sisters that are on the line. We have to stop being punk ass people. We have to stop being filled. We have to go back into the time of collectivism and communalism, the unification of African people, holding um, the parties responsible and accountable for their actions, standing up and sticking up for our community, instructing and and you know motivating and also encouraging and disciplining if need be the people in our community. I like I said, I you know I was watching television. I believe it was the first forty-eight or something. And this elder, this grandmother, was murdered. And people had seen the murder. And they standing around and they say, I don't talk to police, I don't talk to police, which I respect, but at the same time, you're not talking to the murderer. You haven't went and handled it. You haven't ensured the safety and the well being of the community. So I don't know if that's out of you know, I don't talk to the police because of our relationship with the police, I mean, police got to understand that. You come in our neighborhood, we don't have a healthy relationship with you, police officers, and those on the line, police officers that are listening, and you negro and Negroes on the line that work for the police officers that are listening. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. don't have a flies on the wall. Yeah. Flies on the wall. <laughs> right. Right. We don't have a healthy relationship with the police. So I can understand that sentiment, but at the same time, I'm telling older brothers and sisters, and not just older brothers and sisters, any conscience and brothers and sisters, that we have to stand up and we have to take back our communities, and we have to make people be accountable. We have to hold them to accountability. But I think that also that goes into defining, defining the new culture, defining culture, because there is a new black culture going on. And the new black Absolutely. culture that is happening now, is not advantageous. It is not beneficial for the liberation and empowerment of African people here. I, you know, it's, listen, destructive. I it's, it's destructive. It's destructive. It's destructive. And if you disagree, the phone press one, we'll put you in a queue. We'll recognize you. You're listening to the People's Black Panther Party for Self-Determination. I'm your host, National Chairman Yang and Krumah, People's Black Panther Party, um, which we're coming to you today on what I used to call the forum. Now I'm calling the guerrilla radio. because We're talking to the guerrillas. We're talking to those street soldiers, brothers and sisters who are out here, who are trying to make it happen, who are trying to, you know, make a living, but at the same time are conscious. i like to know your thoughts and point of views of the new African culture, this black culture that is taking hold, this thing that we have, we see our young people leading the way in it. And what's funny is I find Brothers and sisters, my age following behind it, you know and, following and, and you know where we see leading and referring to you yeah and and you know you know in part, you know what I'm saying some of it some of it comes from the power that the words hold when they hurt you, like nigger, it was a terrible word, you know what I'm saying, so here comes the reversal. We're going to say it all the damn time. You know what I'm saying? And, and make it the way you can't say it. You see what I'm saying? You know, it's, it's, it's different dimensions. Yeah. It's different dimensions. The word bitch. You know what I'm saying? Powerful word. Used to be. I mean, you know, it was serious. I mean, and it can be. And it still can be. Just like nigga, that can be a powerful word. Like, it'll get you fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Bitch. Bitch can get you fucked up. You know, and at the same time, yeah. you know, it, it could just come on out. Just quit playing with me. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. Mm-hmm. And, or you could use it in another, in another state, in another tone. It'll get you hung up on. It, it'll get you slapped. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, it'll have it'll have a brother them down here. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know. So in part, it comes to it, you know, the future has everything to do with the past. See what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. So you know. know, Go ahead, bro. Continue. Continue. Yeah, and I agree with that. I agree with that argument. You know, that's a real argument. Like, I'm not gonna sit here and say I don't use the word nigger. I can't say that I don't use that word. I'm 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 always in a debate with myself though. Realistically, if I should use that word though, because I can say, you know, well, it doesn't mean that. It means this. It's a term of endearment for black people. It's a word we use to one another. It's something like saying my boy, a homeboy, a road dog, or something like that. But, you know, the war against us is not just a physical war. They keep us, we focus on the physical brutality, the physical racism, the physical discrimination, because it's blatant. It's every day you can see it. But the war against us is a psychological war. So then we have to ask ourselves, what does nigger mean? Because there's certain words you can say that trigger a certain feeling subconsciously. What does bitch mean? You know, that's my bitch. Me and my bitch. Biggie said it, me and my bitch. You know, what does that mean, though? Because there's certain things that trigger us subconsciously that makes us begin to act and behave a certain way towards the person we're using those words towards. And, you you know, that's in part to the the language, English language that we've took up, you know what I'm saying, that that we've gained, this English language, you know what I'm saying, because you have blue and blue, you have red and red, you know what I'm saying. So, you know, it goes back very far because, you know, Spanish, oh, Spanish, it's a little bit simpler. French, these languages are a little bit simpler because, you know, what you see is what you get. You see what I'm saying? But this English yeah. language yeah. Is, is set up to where, you know, that's a color red and I have read the book. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's my nigga. Yeah. You acting like a nigger. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. you know. so it's, it's mm-hmm. very deep. It's very, very deep. You, you know what I'm saying? But it, it, exactly. You know. But it goes into, okay, it's like, but it goes into this, I say that to say this. A a prime example When I say that it triggers Certain thoughts subconsciously It begins to get us to uh, feel A certain way subconsciously There's certain people you wouldn't use that word to There's certain people Mm -hmm. You wouldn't call my Mm nigga You know
0: what I'm
2: saying? Why is that? Even though that might be your nigga You might like he might fit Every qualification You know he fit every You know every um, Component Every every condition that would make you say, you know, you are my nigga, but you wouldn't call him that my, my nigga because either a profession he has, his lifestyle, there's certain conscious people that I'm around that I wouldn't say, yo, my nigga. I just automatically know not to call that particular person my nigga. And then when I'm around another brother or sister, you know, I say, what's happening, my nigga? Why is that? So does that make it a respect factor? Or does it make it a, a lifestyle or a cultural thing or, like, I, I think, like, you know, what depends? I think that that has, right, that's what I mean. That's what I say that we have to think about. I think that it does hold overtures and aspects of lesser value. You know what I'm saying? If I wouldn't call the preacher, man, if I'm cool with this preacher dude, you know, and he's doing work in the community, and he's a preacher, and he's upright and outstanding in the community. If I wouldn't come up to him and say, what's happening, my nigga, if I'd be like brother so-and-so. But I see you and say, what's happening, my nigga? What's the difference between you and him if it's just a term of endearment? You see what I'm saying? Right. Am I placing right. less of value on our relationship? Am I putting him above you? I didn't call preacher man my nigga. If you, you know, most people see President Barack Obama or whatever, they wouldn't be like, what's happening, my nigga? I know some people are like, I would. Come on, man. Realistically, you don't do come that. On, when you're in the courtroom and that black judge coming in, there, you don't be like, oh, uh, my nigga, I, I ain't guilty. you will be like, your honor. Saying, so we can say the your bullshit. Honor. You know, we're just talking, re- <laughs> right. We're talking realistically. <laughs> so if that's a term of endearment, why don't we use it around the board with everyone? Because subconsciously, it holds a different vibrational tone, a different feeling. You know, there's certain women, you might say, yeah, this is my bitch. But your mama is your main chick. Why you don't call your mama your bitch? This is my main bitch. Right. You
0: right. know what I'm
2: saying? I mean, you'll call yeah. your chick. you say, oh, that means I love you, baby. You're my main bitch. But who you love more than your mama? You love your mama, you're going to be like, mama, you my bitch. Why you don't say that to your mama? If it's a term I of you. I dare you. That's right. Because it That's is, right. It's, subconscious, it's psychological. The war against us is a psychological war. And we, like I said, since they keep us so bombarded with overt racism and discrimination and exploitation and oppression, we're always addressing that, but not really thinking about the language that we use. And in the language we use, I'm 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 throwing this out here, listening audience. The language we use doesn't affect the relationships we have with one another. Does it say how you really feel about me? Like I'm not offended when my niggas call me they nigga. You see what I'm saying? But now I need to know a thing about it. Yo, do you look at me you don't call the judge my nigga or you don't call your boy who may be, you know, um making a hundred thousand dollars a year uh uh in corporate America or whatever. You don't call him your right. nigga, but you say that's your boy. So why are you calling me your nigga? You know, am I lesser than? Should I be? Is it because of my economic class? My demographics? Is that just some slick shit we use amongst one another, those of us that are in the know? And maybe you're saying that he isn't in the know. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about the new black culture. I need to know what's going on with the new black culture because too long have we. Done things without asking the real questions behind what we're doing. We're creatures of habit. We're creatures of we, we we love to emulate and imitate shit. We don't even know why we say my nigga. It took Tupac with his bad self. You know I love me some my man Pac Named my son Amaru after Amaru is named after Tupac, not just Tupamaru, the um, South American liberation fighter Tupamaru, but also Tupac Amaru who was named after Tupac Maru, so I named my son Amaru. That's how much respect I have for my man Tupac. But to give us an analogy, to give us a, uh, what do they call it? I don't know. To give us a meaning of nigga, never ignorant, getting goals accomplished. It took Tupac acronym. to say something acronym. like that. Acronym. There you go, nephew. What? Well, that's why I be mad at you sometimes <laughs> when you like that, because you always been smart, nigga. Yeah. yeah, I just called you nigga. That that's right. <laughs> you always been a smart
0: nigga. <laughs> so it's it's great.
2: time to give us that acronym in, in order to bring at least some type of justification in the use of the word. But what does it really mean? Let's go to our phone lines real quick, nephew. Let's open up. All right. <clears throat> 678, uh, I believe this is my boy Robert, 678-8246. No, no, no. How you doing, Brother Yang? Oh, what's going on, brother? It was, what's going on, chairman? Work? How you feeling? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Coming on this Thursday Guerrilla Radio. I love, let me tell you something, bro. I love our, our Thursday programs because I get to get loose. I'm sitting back doing my thing, you know, relaxing, and I get to rap with my peoples on, on Thursday. You know, it's not so much political education. It's always political education, but it's not so formal, you dig? So I'm loving these 30s. Right. How you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. You
0: know, just sitting back listening to the show, kind of relaxing myself. All right. What do you
2: think, man? Share something with us. Well, from my listening, I I came to the conclusion that uh, the topic was what's going on with the new wave, like, you know, the new generation. Yeah. Well, I mean, misguidance, first and foremost, you know, misguidance Misguidance from all of our, well, I would say the new generation, but a mixture of both, the old and the new, you know, the lack of teaching from the old, and, you know, I mean, that's the only really...
0: That's the only real explanation at this point. So, you know, in my opinion, where,
2: where, where did we fumble the ball, man? Where did we, like, drop the ball with the, you know, and you good to speak on this, man. This is my man, Chairman right? Um, You know, one of the members of the gangster holic rap group up and coming out of that A, you know, out there, social activist, you know, critical thinker and shit like that. And a young man. So this I'm glad that you came on because I want young people to be on here because i Thanks want to for having me I want no Yeah, no problem. So I mean where do we where do we fumble the ball at that it has that the new black culture has taken such a detrimental turn? Black people or my people, I should say, we dropped the ball when we stopped thinking about blacks. You know, like black business. I'm gonna just say economics, just to sum it up. In a way, you start teaching. Well, we're gonna say teaching. You start educating. Um, all of those things. It's just the mm-hmm. the lack the lack of teaching. You know, okay. you like, need to be a more active, a more aggressive plan of action in place mm-hmm. you know, some type of system for our people. And I think that's what we say. We stopped investing in the system for our people. Mm. 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 So is it too late for us to pick up that effort because the young people today now can't fame like, um, uh, I believe Brother Rob was talking about how they talking about jumping out with them dracos and them sticks and them choppers and stuff like that. So our young people really, what we feel like as older people are not trying to hear shit. You know what I'm saying? Especially shit we have to say. So it I mean, too late to begin. to just that. that connection? You know, my my dad, excuse me. You know, I was just trying to speak on that. But you know, that's just showing that our troops already. They just need the right guidance. You know, if they okay, if go. they do decide to jump out with the Draco, we need to make sure they point at the right people. That just right comes from lack of training. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Well you mm-hmm. know like you all That's
2: touched on earlier terminology. The way we converse with one another. You know, like niggas are aggressive words. So if you say it or use it the wrong way, it could very well-offend your brother just like, you know, you can greet your brother with So it's just terminology, a lot of things. Right. Is that a word that's exclusive for us? I'm going to tell you what I find funny. I've been watching Facebook, you know, and I watch these street fight videos and stuff that people put on Facebook, and I see the Mexicans, when they're in a fight, out, what's up, nigga? What's up, nigga? I see white boys when they get in a fight. I'm about what's up, nigga. Mm-hmm. What's up, nigga? Mm-hmm. So term, is that exclusively for us, or is that that's what I mean? What does the word mean? Because like when these white boys are going at it, they hung about what's up, nigga. What you want to do, nigga? What what I mean? You know, at what point of time do we say that we make a clear cut definition uh, and define the word that is exclusively for us? or that it's a derogatory term used to degrade and belittle us? You know, is it is it truly a term of endearment?
0: I mean, I think the
2: time is bad for us. But, you know, that's just something. We have to erase from our terminology. Go back to the time we were calling each other brothers and sisters instead of niggas. You know, that's the white man's time. He really own it. We just took it and turned it into something positive. Now it's like, with you know, so new, it's like, you ain't just trying to be on the us, but it doesn't work. you still white or you're still foreign or whatever you is, you know? Yeah. 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 It's, it's something to be, you know, it's something to be positive. Like, you know, like we say, we talk about the word bit. You know, it doesn't be like, you know, that's my bitch. You know, what does that mean? Or it to be like, shit, I'm his bitch. What does that mean? But then when we mad, if I be like, bitch, you know, it's a whole different text. Maybe it goes back to what um, Jeremy Hakeem was saying. It's the the way that we use it. Maybe we have an understanding that no other people have. Maybe we've developed, I mean, the opposite side of what I'm a saying. Sick of the business, the it's a six-cent. a yeah, you say what? I said it's a sick thing. What did you say, I said cent. it's a sick thing. Yeah, yeah. See, you know, so maybe. But see, you, you, you gotta think though. You gotta think though, like all the time, like when you got your kids, and like you like, hey man, don't do that, man. This soak up everything. So it's like if you yeah. see like this is what's being portrayed then all you can expect that person to do is what he's being taught. So yeah. when they see it being portrayed, they don't automatically soak it up and then it's going to become a thing that has been taught to them. It's the same way with adults, you know. If they choose the only thing about adults is they're older, they're more wiser, so they have the the ability to say, no, nah, I'm not going to indulge in this or they could very well indulge in it, but just because the image has been portrayed on them, they've now been taught about it. It's like, as soon as you see it, you know it for life. Or maybe not life, right. but for a certain period of time. So it's like, we just have to recreate the time we were portraying ourselves as kings and queens, and then that would generate more kings. And queens and princes, and, you know,
1: so on and so forth. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Because it's a it's a switch of culture. Co- that's why I say. That's why I, you know I named this show the New Black Culture, because I can you know my grandmother, she hates that word. You can't use the nigga word around Gigi, around my grandmother. She absolutely hates that word. You coming? That's like. A profanity. It's like a cuss word to her. If you call one another nigger, because I guess from the social and cultural times that she came from, what it meant. So when did it become less offensive to us and to the younger generation that it was acceptable to begin to use? When did I we you know our morals and social values begin to change in our community, and what brought it about? You know, I think that these are some of the things, anything we do, I think sometimes we have to be more analytical about our actions and we need to discover the root of the cause. Is this something that, because let me tell you, this devil is slick. He is and she is slick. This wicked, decadent society is so cunning in how they do things. So they will place things in our community, words and encourage words and promote words used to that subconscious in the deep and of your the mind, in the back of your mind. There's a speak on mind. that, uh, not to cut you off, but this is the world of no, deception. Yeah. This is the world of deception. So the ultimate game plan is to deceive you. If they can deceive you, then they can mislead you. You automatically lost. Because you're not right. really, you're not really, you're not really, you know, you are already lost because you can't even see that I'm leaving you in the smoke screen. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. See, that's what happened mm-hmm. They got us so lost in everything Yeah, they don't see the smoke screen. They don't see that we losing. We ain't even playing in the game. Yeah. The game, the yeah. We don't own nothing. That's the key. Economics. Push out yeah. the Foreigners bring in the yeah. blast. Economics. You see what I'm saying? An aggressive plan of action. But you know. Yeah. It takes. It takes numbers. A lot of IP It does. does. It takes numbers. And it takes awareness. You know, the age of materialism. When they when they got the black man and the black woman to start to be bigger consumers and start to weigh their and measure their success and their worth on what they own and their material possessions and their economic and their ability to earn economically or how much they earn economically, when that begins to measure a brother or sister's success, I start to see the society change. And you can see that one of the, the biggest tools they use, and that's why I'm glad you're on the line, is being an artist and an entertainer, as well as one that is informative through your entertainment, is you will see a lot of the propaganda for self-debasement and the degradation and the demoralization of African people through the music and through the videos. We are some of the biggest fucking billboards and commercials, for these people who don't give a damn about us. Versace,
0: Gucci, uh,
2: Louis Vuitton, you know, and all that shit. And ain't ain't none of them um, kicking checks back. Ain't none of them giving back to the black community. But even, you know, at the liquor stores, at the gas stations, at Sunway, at Taco Bell, ain't none of them kicking that back either. So they shouldn't even, you know, as we get in the cut, they shouldn't even be operating over here. This is black, you know. Yeah. We, you know, we got this cover: black police, black businesses, black teachers, black doctors. We, you know, it's black and beautiful over here. You know, we start yeah. We start reaching for that black power because everybody else got power since we talk. the Asian, the Mexican. You know, they they doing their thing. Black people only the stuff from the world That's because we can't seem to stop seeing the outside better than we see ourselves, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, and one of the things is I would say that is like we go back to the social and cultural uh, deviation. There were certain things we didn't eat, and there was a time when we didn't eat
0: from anybody's
2: houses, let alone restaurants, you know? So when we begin to accept any and every goddamn thing, it doesn't matter. Like you said, it, it, it stopped, we stop caring about where it, we sit down and who we sit down with. Like You, be, you, you become know, accustomed to dealing with the strangers. You become accustomed to dealing with strangers. Time. Yeah. And then yeah. you be out there yeah. going astray with the strangers walking amongst the enemy. Now you don't know who they are. Yeah, yeah Now you, you don't, now you don't high know high And you don't care you, Now you know you don't care So we see that our culture Has been subverted From a culture that was beneficial And a culture that lifted us up To a culture That was that was designed to Intentionally Bring us down You know what I'm saying Absolutely. You're listening to the People's Black Panther Party For Self-Determination I'm your, your host, National Chairman, Yang Nkrumah. This is, in the, this is Independence Blog Talk Radio coming on a Thursday. It used to be called The Forum. Now I call it Guerrilla Radio, talking to my gorilla soldiers, my real brothers and sisters out there who's ready to spit this real shit, help us get a grip or at least come to some type of understanding about the problems that affect us. As a community, I got Chairman Hakeem on from Behind Enemy Lines, representing the People's okay. Black Member Party Behind Enemy Lines. I got Chairman Work On from, I believe, um, Third Generation Panthers, also a member of the Holics rap group, uh, entertainer, and informer of a black consciousness with an RBG twist, revolutionary but gangster, doing this thing. And we're talking about the new black culture. This new black culture, this new phenomena that has hit the black community. What the fuck is going on, brothers and sisters? A culture of sex, money, and murder. A culture of, like my man Biggie said, money, what do he say, money, clothes, and holes is all a nigga knows. You know, this type of materialistic, capitalistic understanding. What has happened to us that we have eroded to such a state that not only are we debasing and brutalizing and exploiting our women, but we're doing the same things in our community to people that look just like us. It's a new phenomenon. And I don't know about any of my other brothers and sisters, but those, you know, I'm, I'm 45, so those of us 45 plus, I know you're like me. Like, what the hell is happening? You know, when you can't, a day has come when you can't um, address, children in the street do, being destructive not only to the community but quite possibly being harmful and destructive to themselves because the parents step in and intervene you know and then now and this is not all on the parents because I have young children now you can't let everybody discipline your children you can't let that because the way they come at your children little motherfucker little nigga little bad hold on man don't talk to me yeah. like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> You know what I'm yeah. saying? Now, I don't talk to mine like that at the crib. If you see him doing something, say, hey, listen, stop, or I'm going to inform your parent or this and that. But, shit, now the parents that should be correcting and setting the example and being a role model for the children are worse than the goddamn children. So sometimes you can't address your children. I'm gonna go work. I'm gonna keep your mic open, man, because I know you're gonna drop on us. I want you to be a part of this I, show. I'm gonna go I got, back to my I got phone brother mind. Robert. I got brother Robert on on this line right here. He'll want to uh, say something, chairman? Okay. going to yeah, speak? going to brother holler at, at you? Come on in, Black, power, Black power, my brother. Black power, my brother. What's a good word, man? What's There's going on, man? Man, I'm gonna tell you. I'ma, I'm 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 gonna tell you what was what's going on with these youngins, man. You know what I'm saying, they being brainwashed, you feel me, and see why you think see see, see, they ain't come up knowing nothing about no da Vinci and no Louis and no Gucci and none of that. They didn't wake up like that, man. see, they paying these folks two, three, twelve, ten million dollars per contract to brainwash our own people. see see, 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 it's in this music. Is on the TV screen every day, and this they 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 making sure that they put that shit out there. They making sure they get these people two three million dollars. Come on, man, you get two three million dollars for an album. You feel me? And 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 people so blind to see that that shit is brainwashing us. See, they want to wear that shit because these right. niggas on the radio talking about that. These people don't know what happened. Some of these people can't spell the name of these clothes that these people be rapping about. <laughs> people don't know nothing about no Mars and all that, you know. We,
0: we, yeah. we wasn't raised on
2: shit like that, bro. You feel me? So they're here with these people talking about, you know what I'm saying? They don't, they, they'll never get in none of these cars. But they like to sit around and who can holler about it, you know what I'm saying, and see. Let me ask you this, then, Brother Robert. Let me ask you this again, brother. I right, so are you saying, and I'm going to put you on the spot, black man. So are you put saying me on young the spot, my bro. Okay, so are you saying our young, young, this new generation coming up, are you saying that they're sheep, that they're just following blindly? They're following blindly because they want the shit that they're not willing to go and work for. So they're willing to kill me to get it. They're willing to go out here and sell that dope to get it. Come in the penitentiary at a young age. Man, it's, it's so many young Brothers in this penitentiary, man, because they out there killed the brothers. None of them in here for killing no white people. You feel me? They ain't here for killing us. You know what I'm saying? They ain't here for selling yeah. the dope. Yeah. You feel me? See, they ain't just gonna rob the OGs. They gonna kill them too because they cowards. See, yeah. they ain't willing to man up yeah. and fight. So they gonna shoot you. They gonna rob you and they gonna shoot you. Now that's not all our young brothers because we got some good, small young brothers and I'm around some of them today. One of them is Chairman Hakim. This is a very, and I've been around this man almost four years. You feel me? This is a brother that I have never yeah. seen out of a young man. And this man carries himself sometimes better than I do. You feel me? And I'm 36. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But see, it's the shit that they're hearing in this music. It's the shit that they're seeing on this TV that make them want to live like. So they go out there, see, 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 they ain't, they ain't selling their drugs or robbing people to some mama go that money that you need. What you do to get it? Don't worry about it, Mama. I just got it. They ain't doing that. They doing it to wear these tight-ass pants and these new shoes and these high $800 outfits. That's what they doing it for. They not doing it to take yeah, care of no kids baritone, or pay no motherfucking bills. They ain't doing that for that, man.
1: They doing it yeah. for this fashion
2: yeah. because these niggas is telling them that shit on the radio versus telling them how to love your brother and fight with your brother, fight with your people. Imagine putting that shit on the radio, man, for 30 days. See, these niggas just talking about robbing your club and killing your brother. You know what I'm saying? They ain't talking about yep. helping that lady out with her groceries. They ain't talking about protecting your neighborhood. Shit like me and you had to come up doing. You know what I'm saying? And being yep. who we are. Yep. See, we ain't come up. We, we came up in the era where if we know this lady whole way to get in, taking taking care of her family is this hard, then we going to make sure if her car break, we fix her car. We don't let this lady not have right. her car, And we in this neighborhood selling drugs, and, but we stopping other people from coming in here doing what they want. But we doing it we're in yeah. the community as yeah. well. We fixing that hole in the roof. We cutting that grass. Mm-hmm. We buying them groceries when she's woman enough to say, hey, fellas, look, I ran low on this. I need such and such. And there's no question asked. You go and give her that money or you pay that bill. You don't you don't be like, oh, shit, you get you crazy. You know? That nowadays, yeah, that's, yeah, ask that's, that's, that's a woman to go out there, and ask some little young niggas with their hands tight hanging off their ass.
0: Son, I ain't saying my kids in four days. Think you can give me twenty dollars get them? Man, imagine what them niggas gonna say to that later, man. You feel me? You yeah, see, they, they, yeah. they. We,
2: we, they, but, they can't get you nothing know, from us now because we scatter these little motherfuckers because they kill us. You feel me? So you gotta watch what you say yeah. to them. Because they don't respect real talk. They feel like you're checking them. They feel like you're trying them. Oh, you can try me, you feel me? So we scatter them. So yeah. we, now he's saying all of us, but most of us scared of these little young niggas because they kill us. They don't want to talk. They don't want to hear shit. They want to listen to their music. They want to drink their lean. They want to smoke their weed and pop their pills. They don't want to hear you talking about what's right and what's wrong because they already brainwashed Already, as long as get a decision, because them niggas on the music, on the yeah. radio call them. See, that's, that's that's another like, factor, you know. I'm not I'm not really too old, but I got kids myself, you know. Introduce myself again, Chairman Work 3GP. Black but, um, that's a, that's black power, but that's another factor that well, that's another area where we have failed with the kids. Because we give them too many options. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, we, we, we let them be grown. Yeah. And they're doing they it the wrong grown. way. Yeah. They're making the wrong choices. Well, you know, you you know would, we be their friends. Yeah. Well, one, one of the things is, though, you know, when we look at, because I don't, I refuse to believe that black people here in America, African people here in America are innately deviant. What I mean by that is it's not in our makeup to be crazy as hell, to be um loose, to be just distant from our community. But when they started implementing the laws that if you discipline your children, then they were gonna lock you up. All of that is by design. I just knew we like, be our own law. Is not, yeah, and that's what it's gonna take. And that and that's exactly what it's gonna take. And that's gonna start be unification like, when we when we, we come at this thing when we come at this thing we have to think about it as if like we bring Africa to America. We build a kingdom right yeah. here. You know, push all yeah. these people out and not putting money back into our community 'cause it ain't being defense. There's no way. We could we can open our own gas station and sell some gas. You know? Like That's it's right. time for, yeah. you know, yeah. an aggressive plan of action. Like the lack of teaching. Yeah. The lack of teaching black and investing in blacks, you know, just to touch on what the brother was saying, you know, absolutely. But, again, if that's all that's being portrayed, children will follow. And then yeah, for absolutely. all the Gucci and the Louis, we have to purchase these goods because our people aren't making anything for us to buy yeah. I ain't saying nothing yeah, with with, with buying them but but get but right. that shit for the right reason, you know what I'm saying? Don't kill me to get it. I think you know that what I'm that's cuz this nigga on the radio I telling you to kill me to get it. I think that that's the whole key. You know, that's that's my whole point is is I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with buying clothes. What I'm saying is when you define yourself by what you have, then that's when the real problem comes in. You know you can't define your worth can't be defined by your material possession. You know yeah, the deal yeah. with that, we'll go back. Like when I was when I was coming up,
1: it depends know, like on like what you possess.
2: Yeah, you know it. It didn't it, because like you got to think saying, like in a way that's kind of contradicting because like when you have certain things that that symbolizes you in a way like it symbolizes your accomplishment. Like if you if it's good things. But you never know. You know, another man's junk is another man's treasure. So
0: what's
2: not good for you may be good for somebody else. But you know, you know what it's, I say it's controversial. It's like, yeah, it's like when I was coming up. It's like when I was coming up. We took the cheapest shit and made it a fashion statement. We wore cactus yeah, yeah. and Chuck Taylor and Because that I, I, you know I had Big Mama MVM. in the back with the sewing machine. Because I know my grandma yeah. can sew so, and stitch. It, pies, it, see what I'm running over. So, right. So we wasn't, I think wasn't defined by, I Man, we would go get the Pendleton's, what most people call lumberjack shirts. We'd have t-shirts and damn jeans and Chuck Taylors. We wasn't into the materialism. It became a whole different, like, a whole different, even when you listen to our music. When I was coming up, our music was about get money, stack dollars, phone bank, fat pocket. That was our, that was our music. As a new generation, the teachers the were different. became ball in, ball in, make it rain, spend this money, got this, got that. It became about materialism and consumerism. You know what I'm saying? And, the this is, and all that goes back and to this. And the teachings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, they attacked us. One of the things that contributed to this new black culture is they attacked the street tribes like they attacked the Black Panther Party. They took out our leadership. When you begin to take it's out, when they took out Jeff Fort from the... For um, um, Hamza. Uh, the black feet stones and now that uh uh chairman um chairman um um larry hoover they took out Stanley Tookie Williams. When they begin to take out the leadership, we begin to forget what the whole founding of the Street Tribes was about and what this whole struggle and concept SC, of it. Not to was touch about. You out, but just to touch on what you are saying right quick. Uh uh-huh. Back then, I almost lost it, but I caught it. <laughs> Back then, it was it was all about togetherness, and see, we don't have any togetherness. That's why we can't seem to get anything structured. Like, at some day, at some point in time, we gonna have to let bygones be bygones with all that stuff, and just be black. That's it, black power. Yeah. That's all we need to, you yeah. know that we. That's all we need to stress. And this day and time, they they implemented the illusion of separation. You know, move away from your tribe, yeah. and this, that, and the third. But we we should really be moving in together, everywhere,
1: pushing well, them
2: out, moving of the thing in is, together. Yeah, but you know it's hard to make. One of the things they did not just implement materialism and consumerism, where they changed our moral standards, where they made it to success. Like I, you know, repeat again, reiterate a fact, that I, a point that I made, that they success began to be measured by what we possess materially, but they also, you know, we moved into the information age. And as we moved into the information age, and it was information was more accessible. It was easier to get knowledge on whatever subject we was trying to research or trying to go into. It created a bigger division. Now niggas don't wanna be black. They Moors. Or right? if they Moors, they right. Hebrews. They Muslims. <laughs> they this and that. You know, man, knowledge has made us some of the most when you where knowledge should empower people, where knowledge should be an instrument of liberation, where knowledge should be a tool of evolution, knowledge has become a a a system of destruction for us because That's we this knowledge and we get on there and get on these damn computers and now we're more divided than what we was. Back in Malcolm's said, when they was whooping niggas' asses and killing us and stuff like that, it wasn't all based like Brother Malcolm said. He said, look, let me make this clear and the back to the bullet. And I'm paraphrasing. So for those students of history, don't eat your boy up. I'm just paraphrasing. Malcolm said in so many words. He said, listen, my, my religion is Islam. I am still a Muslim. I've started the Muslim Mosque Incorporated, but now I'm going to put my religion in the closet because if we come to discuss religion, we'll be divided. We'll be discussing that all day, but let's discuss when he started that that organization, the OAAU, the Organization of African American Unity. He said, let's discuss our conditions as black people, and that is one of the key proponents. Regardless of... How we defy that, melanated, more blackness, the system of racism and discrimination and exploitation is the same to black people, to us over here in America, right. the melanated people in America. You know, and I think that that's what the younger generation has to begin to realize, that there is no, I'm going to tell you, and this is, and young people, listen, get on the line if y'all don't like what I'm saying because I may say some shit that you may not necessarily agree with. But it has provided this is the new civil rights movement, materialism and consumerism. Young people are seeking a means of escape, a separation from the black struggle, a separation of being from the oppressed class by buying into the whole American dream. They can say they don't buy into that integration and shit, but when you start when you start literally buying these Versace's and Gucci's and Louis and all this other bullshit to make yourself feel important. You have taken the standards and the morals and the values of the European and applied them to yourself, therefore making you an integrationist and a buyer into the American dream. Ain't no way you can Absolutely. explain other than that to me. Absolutely. Ain't no way you can explain I, other than I that love I was going to use that integration word, the biggest setback ever. In my opinion, yeah, integration it's a form Integration of, was a bad move because it made us stop fighting. It was a bad we move. We felt like we made and that's it. that's a form of integration. Exactly, Chairman. And and to me, that is a form of integration. When you go through those changes to get all of that shit, even to the point of where you're trying, you will kill someone to possess that type of um, materialism, that is a form of integration. You have bit into and bought into the American dream thinking that if you wear that shit, then you somehow have elevated your status and your your stature above being what they call you when they shoot your black ass, a dick. Let me go to my phone line Mm -hmm. real quick. We got 762-6675. Your mic is open. This, this 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 brother Robert. I was just patching in on my phone. I just got my phone, man. Okay. I just okay, want, I just want to okay. get in here with y'all patch in on my line. Right on, right on. So we leave your we leave your mic open. But that's that's my whole take on it. You know, and so I see that this is a new age form of integration. It's a whole other civil rights movement. You don't see niggas rocking dashikis like that or some um, African that's here in America, clothing, design, that even, I'm going to say, even when they tried to implement materialism into our concept and our structure as an African people, we still had enough awareness of self that we came up with our own shit. We had cross colors and we had fubu for us, by us. We still had some conceptualization of an African understanding the need to produce our own shit. We the need to have something that specifically stated who we were as a people in the fashion industry. But now we have totally given that up, and you can't talk. Young know, man, it's gotten so bad now. Which is material consumerism. No joke, no shit. It's gotten so bad now. These young niggas out here carrying purses.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: These niggas got purses. Because he got Versace or Louis Vuitton on it. I mean, young men mm-hmm. with a damn purse. Because it's my bag, nigga. It, it, we so bought into it that we would take, and this goes back into the language, when we talk about language, when when we're talking about nigga and bitch, that we use language not even knowing the context of language. Where you would hear men now say, I'm trying to get that bag chasing that bag. Nigga, that's what sucks to say. Because they talking about a person. She trying to get that bag. She's trying to get that coach bag. She's trying to get that Finley bag, that Versace bag, bro. What you chasing a bag for? What you need a bag for? So the, 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 the terminology even works on us subliminally and subconsciously to have us to begin to embrace and enact or react in a certain way. So we have to be mindful of the shit that's being dropped into our community. This new culture. I'm not knocking all young people. What I'm telling my young people, what I'm advising my young people is to be aware of what you're doing. They can say, you know, well, um, shit, you did this, you did that when you was young. Exactly. So that your dumb ass don't have to. (laughs) That's why. I went through it so that you don't – like Chairman Hakeem, I'm sure he don't want my other nephews, Malik, or my nieces, Jasmine and Naila, to go through some of the dumb shit he went through. Right. That's for a purpose. If not, if Malik, God forbid, ends up in that, then my going there and his going there was all in vain. For no reason. Who benefited from it? For no reason. So we have to know – so we have to look at this new culture – and what's sad about it, I'm going to tell you what, what saddens me about it, and, you know, you your, your brothers' mics are open if you want to jump in, for the people that want to jump in, you're listening to um, the people who might the party for self-determination, Independence Black blog talk radio on this Gorilla Thursday, talking to my real brothers on the line and real sisters on the line, listening. But what saddens me about it is the, what I call the wasted potential. These young people are brilliant. They're fearless, courageous in the face of danger, bold, knowing no boundaries, having no limitations and no fear, no hesitation about taking an action to get what they want. The problem lies in, though, is who they're doing it to, who they're doing it to. When has the culture changed so much that says that the black community is open for this savage and barbaric behavior? When did our community become open hunting ground? And us as older people, what have we done? Brother Robert, I'm glad you're joining up. With the party and coming home ready to do the work, because we got to give back to society what we took from society. And we have yeah, man. And I know, and, and and you know, I know it is gonna take. You know, it's gonna take. Yes, sir. Like you said, put some brothers on the spot. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna take us to, you know, put our money into more programs. Because see, I'm gonna tell you what's wrong with the young cats in my city as well. See, they ain't got shit to do, so it's ain't nothing left but to go out there and rob and stupid stuff. Cause Ain't nothing for them, them, them young, young cats to do. But if we can put them in some type of positive programs, that, like, a, like something like getting them just away from after school or if they don't go to school, just getting them off the streets for a couple of hours, man, and letting them know that there's somebody out here that do care about you. Okay, yeah, we know your parents care about you because they birthed you. That's natural. But we letting you know that there's other people, strangers, that's in the world that do care about you and want to see you prosper. Because like you said, Chairman, those are our future. See those are the people that's gonna be leading our children. And see, we don't need the ones how they how they corrupt it is right now. See, we don't need them because they gonna steer our children wrong. You feel me? Because it's gonna be times where our children are out in the street and not at home and they're gonna be around the these other youth and, and other people and you know, we wanna make sure that these people that they gonna be around is getting something positive from them versus them trying to rub their negative shit off on them and brainwash them because they brainwashed. So now we got to fight against them trying to get our babies back, just basically kind of like our parents had to do us when we was, you know, getting pulled into the game issues. You know what I'm saying? So, see, if we got something for them to do that's positive, you know, they got something to look forward to every day. See, they, 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 they got they, – they're part of something that, that's not gang-affiliated. That's going to put them at risk or risk their freedom. See, they're a part of a a, a community. They're a part of a program that, that, that they're proud to be a part of. So they pass it on to their friends, and, and, and their friends see how they shine and move and how their spirit is always high. So now guess what? I want some of that. You feel me? So I want hey, man, what you got Absolutely. going on To where You know, you – never upset, you're always positive. And, oh, I go to such and such and such program, you know, it's for the youth that teach us how to do this. They let us do this. They teach us how to use our hands. They teach us how to build. They teach us how to grow. They teach us all the ethics that we need for basic survival besides bullshit, you know, and I guarantee, man, that'll help, you know. It ain't going to change overnight, but it will help, and all it takes is a start. You feel me? And I know it's programs out there, but we need more We need more. Well, you know, here's the thing. There's no program. I love, man, you listen. You hit on, Brother Robert, you hit on two key points. The first point that you hit on that I like to discuss, man, and right on, brother, right on, is that this is our future. The youth is our future. You know what I'm saying? Whether we like it or not, we can't afford to sit back in the cut and not be involved in the direction that the youth goes. We can't afford it. I'm 45. Right. 30 years from now, what's that, 75? You think I want to see some of these little ugly-ass, snot-nosed niggas at 30 and 40 walking around with their pants, and toting pistols and don't know who to point them at? You
0: know what I'm saying? So right.
2: I feel And representing the African race, giving this oppressor carte blanche to come in and to systematically murder us? Because he yeah, has dehumanized us and painted us out to be barbaric and savage. It is a responsibility and obligation. It's not a fucking choice. You don't have right. a choice in the matter of old haters out there. You have to. That's the first thing. Secondly, what Brother Robert touched on and what we do is, in, and why I got to give big props to my Jersey chapter, I'm always talking about my Jersey chapter, is for the LYM program, Deliberating Young Minds. Because they have taken it past just the preaching on facebook the uh going to the different places and uh showing up for the protests and stuff which is all necessary to a degree but they have implemented and established a program to begin to develop young youth conflict resolution i was there one time where the minister was given a class on personal hygiene and how to wash your drawers and socks in a bucket, yeah, some real shit. Yep. You know what I'm saying, yo? How to walk your own stuff? How to keep yourself? You know, um, the ministers working with the sisters on combing their hair, this and that. And I get with the brothers working with personal hygiene, and other people get with the brothers and sisters, and we separate them in groups and begin to work with them and try to develop character in them and teach them traits that not only develops that character but makes them have a sense of self-worth. See, a lot of what's going on is because a lot of the brothers and sisters feel worthless. You know what I'm saying? A lot of our young people feel worthless. And when you don't feel like you're worth nothing, if you don't love yourself, how you going to love any goddamn body else? That's if you right. think That's you're worthless, hate. then everybody around you is worthless. And we need to examine that word, Worthless, meaning that there is no value to it. So if I'm worthless and my life is worthless, your life is worthless. Your life has no value. So then I don't value you. So killing you or robbing you
1: or lying
2: to you or doing something that is destructive and degrading and demoralizing to you doesn't mean anything. Depraved, indifference. That's what that devil said. Because it praise uh depraved indifference. So <clears throat> excuse me. So these programs geared towards the youth is to build up self confidence and self worth. And when they begin to feel like they're worth something and and see their worth like when, where we hold the program at, you know, in the in in our office in our headquarters is the main room is decorated with African motifs and strong positive black African images. Because they need to see more than just goddamn uh uh uh, uh Nicki Minaj or uh what's Cardi B and all these people exactly. images and videos. They have to brainwashing see. the not shit knocking
0: out they of hustle.
2: Right. You know, not knocking their little hustle, get your hustle up, boo boo. But damn, have some accountability to your people, we are the only people that don't feel like we don't have accountability to our people. The European teaches us a rugged individualism. Get your own. Pull yourself up by the bootstraps. It's what you can do for yourself. Don't worry about their They're crabs in a bucket. They're holding you back. He'll teach you that, but he doesn't practice that. He doesn't practice that. Why do you think that they have white entitlement and white privilege? There's a certain society. there's a certain understanding in society that comes with white skin. When he gets pulled over by the police, when the police whip him and throw them red, blue lights in his rear view, he ain't shit his pants like your black ass just did. He didn't he didn't go into a complete plant panic like you did. And I'm saying rightly so because we know a traffic stop can end in depth. He doesn't worry about that. I've seen videos in his culture, since we're talking about the new black culture. I've seen videos in his culture, he'll cut listen, let me tell you a story, a real life story. When I was working for the moving company. White guy was giving me a ride home. And we're in the car and he's flying. Ooh, I mean he's getting it. I'm like, yo man, slow down, dude. So we end up getting pulled over. Police pull him over. First thing out of the white guy's mouth, What the fuck you pulled me over for?
0: Jesus fucking Christ!
2: Why you put... I'm sweating buckets at this point. I'm damn near panicking because I know when the shit hits the fan, I'm gonna get shot. You doing all the shit talking? He will stick the gun in the car and blow my ass, my black ass away because there's white privilege and white entitlement. How many videos have we seen? I was watching somebody posted a Facebook video where they were showing the difference between black encounters with police officers. And white encounters, and you had white boys that had knives, white boys that had guns, baseball bat. Police tell them drop the weapon, freeze, don't move. Use the taser on them. And then you get Mike Brown who throws his hands up and he's murdered. Eric Garner for selling a cigarette, he's choked to death. Sandra Bland who says you must feel like a real man for handling like that, murdered. We can go on and on. I forget the brother's name in Baltimore whose spine was snapped. You know how much hatred, Freddie Gray, you know how much hatred you have to have for somebody to snap their spine? So this is what I'm telling you. So when we're facing this outside opposition, then we have to face our young men and women who don't value their lives, therefore they don't value the lives of the community, and the lives of of other black people, man, it sometimes will feel like a losing fight. So how do we get in here? How do we alter this new black culture, which I would deem, I would be so bold as to say a new black destructive culture, even in the music. I would love to say because I celebrate the creativity of African people, the ingenious. Ability of African people, the lyrical content, the beats, and everything they do in the visual art of the videos. I mean, we are outstanding people, but what it's used for to be so missed, to be so, um, like Robert said, shit, let's call a spade a spade. Like Brother Robert said, brainwashed, that we would use these abilities, this God given talent all this creativity to demoralize and degrade us as a people and specifically, specifically, our black women because they are the teachers of society. Where a man teaches a man, the mother teaches families, and families make up communities, and communities make up nations. So to degrade the gateway to life, the black woman, the mother of civilization, to demoralize her, to exploit her, and black woman, black woman, I'm talking to you, black woman, to allow this and to be uh, um, not perpetrators, but to propagate it to I see more black women begin to mouth the lyrics to these rap songs, to start saying this Cardi B Getting money I get money I get money Think it ain't nothing To sell your pussy For a few dollars I'm not talking about Out of necessity I'm not talking about Cause you hungry And your baby's hungry God forgetting That's a failure And That's a failure On the black man That is a black mark Against the black man That our women Have to degrade themselves And have to sink To such levels To survive Nigga, stand up But to do it for a damn coach bag, that's what between your legs has been reduced to materialism. For a coach bag, your self value is so little that you have a price on the Putinetti, the new black culture. I see these sisters, you know, like I said, these Nicki Minaj and shit, these Cardis. They don't people. know they worth. Don't know they work. They know they work. They know what that white man told them they work. You worth half a million if you get on there in a bathing suit, squat and bust your legs open. That's what you work. That's right, too. He didn't gave them they work. He didn't gave them they work. Not knowing that you are the mother of civilization, you are the teachers of our children. You call yourself the baddest bitch. Then when I call you a bitch, you're mad. When I say the same thing, because like we talked about, those words trigger certain emotions and certain physical responses. Bitch triggers a whole word, and that's a whole nother connotation. A sister that calls herself the baddest bitch, I'm going to deal with her differently than the sister that comes up and says, I'm the queen. There's a whole different thing going on. The sister that calls herself the baddest bitch don't mean I'm going to treat her badly. But I'm thinking it's on some hustle shit, some half slick shit, some nigger shit, the street shit, not nothing building and edifying to the black community as opposed to the sister that refers herself as a queen. That's a whole different feeling. That triggers a whole different emotional response. And like Brother Robert said, our young people are acting like sheep. And when you tell them that, they want to get mad. When you say, young nigga, you brainwashed. You running around here, you do. Man, I'm my old man. I'm a, are you really? Are you really? Young nigga, are you really? And that's something that they have to do. It's going to take self-reflection because they are in control of the new black culture. That's something. The new black culture is a strange phenomenon to most of us. My age, you know, we don't understand it. I thank God for my nephews, you know what I'm saying, my flesh nephews, like, you know, flesh of my flesh, like Chairman Hakeem, my sister, son, my other nephew, little homie. they call him? Lanky Lope. <laughs> <laughs> See, beer. <laughs> I thank God for little brother man. You know what I'm saying, because he showed me. You know what I'm saying, you know, he, showed he showed me that you that know people. all young cats ain't like that, man. So I respect this man. He up to the yeah. fullest. You know what I'm saying? I mean, for him to be, you know, he stand alone, but when he speaks, people follow because you know people want what, what what what's inside of him. You feel me? And this man ain't joined no game. Yep. This man ain't did none of that to fit in. He always been his own man, bro, and people flock to him, bro, like a magnet. Every it's not one game or one organization in this whole camp that don't fuck with this dude the long way, man, because he stands as a man. He don't fake he kick it. He don't do none of that, and. You know, I big salute, dude, man. You know what I'm saying? He's just a 1,000 brother, man, and you don't meet too many. See, he has been like that since you know, I don't know the man since he was 19, 20. You feel me? Not a man 23, 24. You feel me? So, you know, to see him, he the yeah. only thing changed was his age and his 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 brain because he 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 grew mentally as in stronger, as in knowledge wise, as in you know education wise. You know what I'm saying? It's, the real brother right here, man. I said, well, ain't nothing I wouldn't do for yeah, him or Akeem none of that. Hey, man, listen. Let me tell you, Hakim. And this is what we're talking about: the new black culture. One of the things that, and I would never take Hakim's thunder, but Hakim knows he came from a family that had a certain understanding of culture. Him and his other, and his first cousin, being my other nephew. There was, they came from a family that had an understanding of culture and wasn't going to take anything less. The choices that Hakeem made in his life were choices they made, not because he was misinformed, but because those were decisions that he made. You know what I'm saying? And that's why he has always been on top of his game like that. But this is what I'm talking about, that we have to be involved. I ain't going to, you know, I'm going to put you out there, Hot. I'm going to put you out there for a minute. Like I said, I'll wish... leave on, hands on this. Right, I listen, Ten years old high speed chase. They called me to come get him. Come get you in after you. Police <laughs> told me. Went to, get, went to go get Hakeem. The police said, man, he said we was ready to kill. We thought it was a Had he been 18, we was going to beat his ass. This is what the police told me. Said when we pulled this child out of the car. Tell him about the video. Across. They showed me the video. It was like something on hot pursuit, high speed. This dude was running through red lights, whipping through cars. Busted! Car. I didn't know he could drive like that shit. I didn't even know he could drive. F14. And I mean, he drove the shit out of that car. High speed chase. He drove. I couldn't. He said the police was so amazed. He said, "Man, I don't supposed to show you this. I got to show you the video. Show me the video of the high speed chase. Two, three times. I thought that was at the end of it. He was quick, <laughs> I've I'm seen it about four times. So, man. So he was doing his thing, but I believe in community thing. That is why I put him on the line. Got him to the crib. They let me get him out of the car. Remember he had his little hair braided, gangsta ass, little nigga, who he thought he was. Got him in the car. I said, you know what it is? I said, shit, you want to put your hands up? You want to put your hands up? Or are you going to He said, shit, I'm going to take it like a man. Popped him in his nose. Popped him in his face. Nose started bleeding. He stood up, headed, his head up again. I was like, shit, man, I can't hit him again. I'm going to pop him again. He said, you get back up and put throw his hands behind his back and ready to take another I said, shit, you got to read that Malcolm X. But that's the type of culture he came from. That's where we coming from. We believed in that physical. My uncles did me the same way. When I was in the streets messing up, put them hands on you. Now, I'm not saying you can do this to anybody's kids. Don't go out there and do that to anybody's, you know, kids. Don't get messed up in the game like that. But what I'm saying is accountability and responsibility in your neighborhood. And that's what we don't have. We don't want. True to... story. True story. Front to back. True story. Front to back. Popped it. Shit, he stood back up, jumped back up, nose bleeding like, like like hell. And he threw his head back up, threw his hand behind his back, and was ready for another one. But it's accountability and responsibility. We don't get in these streets and we don't take responsibility for our own. It starts at home. But first, we have to have a clear understanding and definition of African culture, a culture that is productive, a culture that produces and develops strong men and women that will be a credit and that will be able to contribute to the evolution and empowering of the African race or oppressed African people here in America. We've gotten two hands off. Like Brother Robert said, we become frightened. Yeah, they might kill you, but shit, you're going to die some. something. Even if you don't address the young people, even if you don't address the young people, it's a matter of going to their parents there and not going on the rah-rah. We have to, as adults, learn conflict resolution. Maybe you have to talk to the young people. I've had that incident with my boys, A little badass kids throwing rocks at my boys, and my boys are good boys. It scares me because I'm like, man, maybe I'm teaching them to be too soft. These streets might eat them up because they don't do none of that.
1: Daddy don't play that
2: shit. I don't play the foolishness. So they good boys. Some little bad-ass boys was throwing rocks at them. So I went to the parents. I was like, look, you're a bad-ass boy throwing rocks. And they like, no, I know them good little boys. And they got, they told me, look, anytime you got a chance, But it's a matter of how you go. The people have to see you in the community being active. The people have to see that you have a genuine, sincere love for African people, that you just not some old crouch that don't deal with nobody and the only time you come out is when you yelling at kids when they see that you know, can and you know and you know that and that goes down to you know as men knowing who we are to certain to a certain degree to certain to certain youngins you see what I'm saying because you know that same incident when I was 14 I did some shit like that 13, year before at Yamaha, you remember, you know what I'm saying, pulled off the lot yeah. with that shit, you know, they called them yeah. Chris. Not the same yeah. reaction. Not the same reaction. You know what I'm saying? Not the same yeah. thing. So, you know, you got a lot of us who, you know, you know, uh, uh, you have a, uh, a younger generation who, who look at us and we putting the responsibility out. We putting it off. It's not about who your son, who your nephew, you know what I'm saying? Or none of that. It has nothing to do with blood relations. You know what I'm saying? Because your kids are gonna kids are gonna flock to who they know. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, what they know, what they heard, what they aspire to. You know what I'm saying? Things 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 of that nature. And we have a lot of men putting off their responsibility. They're putting it on. Oh, you better, say, you better say that. And that is why so yeah. yeah, it's getting up a lot too lot easy. You know, a lot of it's recognition, you know. And I love yep. it when you have nowhere to go, we can fall back on them 3 D. You know what I'm saying? When you when you just can't figure out yep. what to do next. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You fall back on your 3Ds. Yep. Yeah. You fall back on your defy, develop, and defend. It's all weighing it when it's all said and done. Even when we talk about the new black culture, this new African culture, everything has to be weighed against three things. Like you said, the three Ds, defy, develop, and defend, but three things. Is my action empowering to the African community? Is it elevating the African community, liberating the African community? When you keep those three things foremost in your thought, constantly battling thoughts of neocolonialism, constantly battling at. See, that's the, that's the problem. We don't want to study. we become a lazy people. They have spoon. We have, like Brother Robert said, we have become sheep. And not just our young people, our older people. We enjoy being spoon-fed. We want to be spoon-fed. I call this the microwave age. This is a microwave And I'm not trying to come down on young people. Like I said, I (laughs) think that our young people are awesome. I'm hard on young people because it is undeveloped potential. I mean, the the raw, natural ability and power that our youth possess is amazing. So I am super hard on them. To me, it is such a waste. But when you – this is why I call our young people the microwave age, is because just like a microwave oven, they want everything instantaneously. See, I'm from the era where cooking was involved. mom I'm hungry. See, your kid tell you, "Mom, I'm hungry now. You get a Hot Pocket, and you pop it in the microwave. Bing! Two minutes. You get some instant noodles. In three minutes, they got something to eat. So they think that everything should be instantaneous. They're looking for Instantaneous gratification And instantaneous reward They want theirs right now But I'm from that era I'm from that era You be like Mama I'm hungry dinner I'll be ready in 40 minutes We're eating an hour I'm cooking You had to wait You had to learn patience You had to learn And don't ask her again And don't ask her again don't don't get a black eye messing with her while you're in that cooking. Didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you? So it's a whole new era. You can't spank your kids. You got some instant food. Put it in the microwave. Three minutes. So now they think everything should be handed to them. Internet, smartphone. Listen, this smartphone stuff. I was out somewhere trying to get something to eat, and the register broke down, and I think she owe me eighteen cents. She was like, I'm sorry, sir, my register is down. I wanted to say it. I don't like to use that bitch word, but as she showed I wanted to call it. I was like, bitch, it's 18 cents. But we can't do nothing without these electronics and all this other stuff because all of this, everything, we want to be spoon fed. And that's what's happening now. Let's go to our phone lines. I see we have a caller. And I'm sure they've been holding 214 Eight zero six eight. Your mic is open.
0: Two one four eight zero six eight. Might be the
2: enemy from the infiltrate. Hello, can they you hear me? probably might have some. Okay, I can hear you now.
1: Okay, I had to take my um, phone off the speakerphone, but um, I-, I wanted to hear this too. I have a young man here with me. He's uh, fifteen. Um, his father was just recently kidnapped by the FBI here in Dallas. Uh, it's something that we're dealing with. But uh, short, just to say shortly that George Jackson University is an institution inside Sister of the prison. Yes. Sister Brody.
2: Yes. You know you better introduce yourself. I am so honored to have you on the show. Please introduce yourself. Take those five. Hold that thought. But take, please take a couple minutes to introduce yourself. And thank you for calling in.
1: Oh, absolutely. I always try to call in here uh, when I have the opportunity. And it's always a good uh, uh, topic, too. So, you know, it's always something for me to say. But, uh, yeah, so I'm Kalika Baruda Shakur. I'm the executive director of George Jackson University. George Jackson University pretty much is a, a institution that started inside of Pelican Bay, Uh Basically, the brothers on the inside, you know, they carried the spirit of the dragon, the spirit of the gorilla. You know, they uh, were adamant about organizing, organizing. And so uh, after the death of George, you know, they continued to uh, have that spirit of resistance and protecting one another against the many different facets that's inside of the prison. But what was most important that they had this idea of transformation for the whole entire prison for what they identified as new African political prisoners and just regular people of mass incarceration who have not been politicized. They had the idea that we need to transform the criminal mentality into a revolutionary mentality. And so they said, let's develop a curriculum and study, they have these study groups and stuff. Everything that Qatari Golden and all of them were doing on the yard, you know, getting together, all the things that correctional officers and guards didn't like. And so there's a major movement that's inside of the prison right now today with George Jackson University, but it's still so many prisons in America. There's so many institutions built for us to be held captive in that we still got so far to go. But it is spreading like wildfire. So we're we're proud of the many accomplishments that have been made. Right now we have prisoners in Florida that are currently on work strike. They are not going to work, and then, you know, they're being beat up by the guards, but yet they're being beat up, and they're not, you know, getting their pay because they're not going to work, they're still adamant about revolutionary work. So um, what has happened is a lot of the OGs, you know, we call it on the OGs to say, hey, you know, OGs, y'all still carry some weight out here on the streets. So we need for y'all to let these young people know what's going on, that George Jackson University is out here. And like the brother Robert was saying earlier, we need programs. They just need some stuff to do. 'Cause there are you know, what they say, idle mind, idle hands. But I wanted to introduce you to this one young brother who's been listening to the radio show with me ever since his father been uh kidnapped. Uh he's been uh hanging out with me. And uh he's fifteen years old and what he's been doing is typing up documents for the university. Uh I pay him to type up documents uh for us. And I tell you, man, He's been typing so much literature and stuff on George and Geronimo and studying and all of this stuff. I run out of money to give him because he takes all of my money. He'll be at the computer typing stuff about George Jackson and learning about San Francisco and the Bay Area and all of these different things. It'd be three o'clock in the morning and he's still typing. I got to make him go to sleep. But it's because He's getting the interest in something, and and um like I said, I run out of money to even just pay him. I gotta give him IOU. But I wanted you to hear his voice, and I wanted him to share with you all, you know, what's his thoughts on the topic. So uh, can he do that for a second?
2: Absolutely,
1: absolutely. Okay, uh, his name is Buddha. So uh, I'm gonna give Buddha the phone now.
2: Hey, how you doing? Uh, this is Buddha Balagun. You I'm know, Buddha, I'm 50, 15 years old. You know, uh, I'm part of uh, I'm part of GML. You know, Guerrilla Mainframe. And one thing I one thing I, I want to say is, not only uh, physical physical training is important, but more, most import- importantly, political education is very important because without uh, political education and ideology, you can you could you can you cannot have a movement. You know, and ideology sets sets your goal. You know, you know to to create a movement towards that goal. You know what I'm saying, and basically, basically, all I'm trying to say is like, like I, I mean, ha- I haven't heard the conversation you guys been having, but from my knowledge, for the, far as the youth, you know, far as my physical training, my mental training, my political training it's very important to, uh, to reach the youth. We all know, you know, they are the future, you know, which is obvious, you know, and and also, and also um, come I, I just jumped in this conversation. Hey man, we well we glad Buddha,
1: Buddha, we glad Buddha to meet you. Come on, we, with, <laughs> you. we <laughs> with you. Hey man, we
2: hey, with you, brother. brother. You you giving it on. to us, brother. Come on with it. Hey man. Come on, listen, brother, we're glad to meet you They talk about at fifteen and understanding the importance of ideological, not just physical training, but your ideological wow. training. I'm impressed at fifteen. Let's check this, you know, definitely for GMF man. Definitely free brother Balagoon, man. Free all political prisoners, man. Stop grabbing us up. We want to say that. Um, Also, I got a memo to let you know, Broody, hit us at the People's Black Panther Party. We'll contribute to the brother's paycheck to make sure that that information gets out there. Contact Minister Justice, man. We'll send a little something so you can continue to pay the brother to get that vital information uh, to our brothers and sisters behind enemy lines.
1: Yeah, we we will definitely uh, do that. Um, since he's been in there, we go to court tomorrow for uh, uh, an arraignment tomorrow. But since he's been in there, uh, he's been doing a lot of studying with the brothers that's on the inside. He's already, like, seeing me, like, Almost 10 people to enroll into the university. So, you know, the dragon keeps breathing the fire, the gorilla keeps banging his chest. And, you know, those are the things that they fear the most. So, even if they try to capture us or if we're on the street, you know, we, we must continue this struggle. But, uh, Buddha, he gets a little bit nervous and I'm sure to do some public speaking.
0: <laughs> so, he's
1: like, ah, oh, man, I have stuff to say. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> But he's a, he's a, he's very, yeah, and we call him the man child, you know, because he's like, well, far beyond his years, you know, and his ideas and so forth. But it's only because he has been around people who truly um, love their people and who uh, have set the standards for him, you know, and so that's what we need. You know, we got to set the standards
2: Absolutely. You got to set those said How's Chairman Eric? How is
1: Chairman Eric? Oh, he's in the other room. He just walked in. He's doing pretty good. Yeah, in spite of all we'll of this him- turmoil. Him-
2: right on. Well, give him my, you know, give him my greetings, man, and salute. And I can't wait to get out to Texas and chop it up with your brother and build with your brother oh. um, and get out there. to the we- mainframe, no doubt.
1: Absolutely. And we'll be in Atlanta, uh... Um, on the ninth for the how uh, Black Lives ever mattered, and we'll be talking about the case and different things like that. So we'll be there in Atlanta, okay. on February the ninth sure Black that. Lives ever All mattered.
2: Right. Make sure I get that info. Okay, make sure yeah. I yeah. Make sure I get that info. Yeah, I want to give, so give my own praise. I want to give my own praise to the young brother Buddha man, fifteen years old. That that is amazing. I I look, I look forward. So you know, hearing your name in the future. Most definitely. Keep doing keep doing big things for your people, man.
1: What I'm gonna have to do is I'm gonna have to let him know you said that because when I first tried to talk to y'all I had it on speakerphone, but y'all couldn't hear me so I now got it off the speaker. But I will definitely uh send him that message. And um, like I and like I said, for y'all also that are on the inside, uh y'all have to make sure y'all get my information too. So I can share stuff with y'all about George Jackson University.
2: Absolutely. You know, absolutely. It's, it's for that. That's what
1: it's for. And
2: I, I want to let you know how I am familiar with that debate. Um, I read the Bayview newspaper. Oh and, yeah. Um, oh, it's full of it. It's yeah, it's, it's great. Is. It's great.
0: That's
2: our number you know one, one ally.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, it's yeah. great. So I am, I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with that avenue. Most definitely, no, y'all, good, y'all good, keep good. up the good work also. Oh, go. Let me let me ask you this, Sister Bruce. So, do you have a per- text me the information that the soldiers behind enemy lines um, can contact you, and I'll make sure that Chairman Hakeem gets that, and he can disseminate it him and Brother Robin and all the rest of the comrades behind uh, enemy lines. Man, can I'll make sure they get that information. So you make sure I get it. What they have to the information they have to have and I'll make sure that they get it.
1: Okay, I send everything to you and let me also say uh to so the brother that say you get the uh baby. If you ever seen anything about the People's Prison Defense Committee, that's right. a, that's us too. Too, that's a subsidiary of George Jackson University. So, okay. um what we do with the People's Prison Defense Committee is for like our students or anybody who uh is in need of uh a service like their human rights are being violated inside of the prison or the mail, or um, they need help with parole hearings, character letters, or anything of that nature, or even wrongful convictions. Um, we try to address those things. We have volunteer Absolutely. lawyers and stuff like that. So that's us too, you know. But you know, it's so much uh, 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 repression when it comes when you hear the name George Jackson. So. You know, we try to have different umbrellas to get certain work done because they try to, you know, uh, attack everything that we do, you know. So we just try to be strategic. But that's us as well, uh, a functioning part of uh, George Jackson University. So um, that Bayview paper that you have, you know, encourage people to uh, subscribe. Right now they're actually struggling. The editor-in-chief is, you know, really? she's like 80. Oh, yeah, very hard. She's like eighty years old, and her and her husband as well, a couple of years older than her, but they're they're struggling um, to keep that paper alive. Forty one years it has been around. It's actually the second black newspaper publication next to the Final. And At this point, absolutely,
2: I I, yes. I, I, fo- I follow them actually, like yes. really close. And it's funny that yes. they're struggling because um, when I get the papers, it's like everybody wants. Everybody, yeah. everybody, and I get them through someone else. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Not even in this mm-hmm. dorm. I get them from someone else. When I get them, everybody wants them. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna stimulate uh, some of these brothers to uh, to support to support that to support it yeah. because it's needed. It's needed. Yeah. You know what I'm yes. saying? That can't go away.
1: Right. It's our it's so our, it's, our blood line. it's our bloodline. It's our lifeline. That's how we communicate the most because a lot of our mail and stuff get uh, sabotaged, but she she's fought very, very hard because she's a lawyer, and she's fought right. very, very hard for that paper to get inside of the prison. She's been through so many different suits you wouldn't even believe, just for y'all to have that. So absolutely. Uh, make sure that you uh, remain in contact with me, and I do my part getting the information to uh, Minister Justice and to Yanga to uh, solidify these relationships. But
2: we definitely got Absolutely. to build those programs. Absolutely. 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 Yeah, we definitely have, and I have, you know, I know um, Minister of Justice has your information and, and she'll take that. And that works in co- co- um, you know, coincides with the project, which I've started to work on, which we have the Exodus project. We want to start working closer with, and I'm glad put this call. That's excellent. It was a perfect call. We want to start working closer with the George Jackson um um, university and everything like that Because I noticed definitely dealing With Chairman Hakeem behind enemy lines The um, The interest that is being Generated and you know Just the soldiers that are coming out of there Like Brother Robert himself and how It's starting to develop and mold Strong you know our strong soldiers So man Broody man it is so good I'm so glad you called in to And, and shared that with us And shared
1: Brother right. um, Buddha with
2: us yeah right oh, on, yeah, yeah
1: right on. absolutely oh yeah
2: yeah
1: yeah and 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 just lastly, I just want to reemphasize you know like a lot of the 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 um uh, malice and stuff that we see on the street, you know is I really feel like the o g s really need to step up and but they just need to know that they got some support, you know, some programs that they can like tell people to get involved in, like because I know people have certain respect for certain people on the inside. And it's just a matter of communication, you know, and, and putting certain words out. Like, it got to be more accountability, even in a lumping reality. You know, you have people like us on the outside who do political work, but it's a lumping class, too, that has a, a organization to it. And it needs to be more accountability, too. So, you know, we're working on that. You know, it's a lot of leadership right that has come outside of the prison, too, and they're in the streets. And so we we say, hey, we need for you to come out, and you need to get this program started. So let's just keep our ears to the ground, our eyes open, and be looking for those elements and tapping into them as much as possible, because it's the only way.
2: And I know, I and know that, time and is and running exactly short, right. and I want to say this real quick, huh? I know time is running short and I just wanna I just wanna breathe some life into George Jackson. Everybody knows George Jackson. I wanna breathe some life into his, his younger brother Jonathan Jackson. Okay. And um just a little history because you know, people might not say if they don't know, but Jonathan Jackson uh went into the courtroom to free his brother George. Okay, his brother wasn't there. He freed the comrades who were there and he died in the deed. You know what I'm saying? But these these you know these these are these are strong tales, true history that you know a lot of people don't know and I just wanna uh, throw that in there because when I when I when I hear George, I thank Jack. I, I thank Jonathan. Yep, absolutely right on. That's absolutely. And that's a good and that's a good lesson. And we want the brothers to stay behind strong behind the Milan. And I like what Sister Broody was saying about the OGs taking responsibility and accountability. We've had too many examples and too many predecessors in our movement for liberation in the revolutionary movement amongst oppressed african people here in america to know um the 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 uh probability of success especially amongst like she was talking about the lumping class or whom you know um we're talking about when they talk about the undesirables um you know and and that's why I talk about my street trials from butch Carter to to work the real rainbow coalition by deputy chairman Fred Ham senior of the Black Panther Party for Self-Defense, Chicago, Illinois chapter, you know, how he organized um, the uh, Disciples and the Hell Wilkins uh, at that time, the Black B. Stones. like I said, Bunchy Carter being a and cat, George Jackson, so many lumping, so many people that came from the masses that began to become politicized and really made a change. And we see how it shook up this racist uh, racist uh, state and how it really gave the state a run for its money, so it can be done. Listen, we're coming down to our last minutes. Thank everybody for tuning in on this Thursday. Um, you know what I like to call our Gorilla Radio on Thursday, where we rap into the Gorillas, the Lumpin, the Street Brothers and Sisters. We're getting it in, man. It's no whole bars. Join us Tuesday for our political education. There we we have our guests as always, Chairman Trinell, Chairman Carr. We go into some deep uh, philosophical political ideology, and analyzation, social studies uh, about the condition of African people, oppressed African people in America, and try to come up with some practical solutions. I'm your brother, your host, National Chairman of the People's Black Panther Party for Self-Determination, Independence Black Blog Talk Radio on Gorilla Thursday. Join us again, and I leave you as the way that I greeted you, which is all powers to oppress people, African power to an African people, and black power. Black Power, my brother.
0: One time. Yo, all I need is one mic, one beat, one stage, one nigga front my face on the front page. Only if I had one gun, one girl, and one crib, one god to show me how to do things his son did pure, like a cup of virgin blood. Mix with 151, one sip, will make a nigga flip. Writing names on my hollow tips, plotting shit, mad violence. Who I'm going body this hood, politics acknowledge it. Leave bodies chopped up in garbage. Seeds watch us, grow up and try to follow us. Police watch us, roll up and try knocking us. One I just could it be, my time is up With my luck, I got up The cop shot again, bust stop glass Bursts, a fiend drops with Heineken Ricocheting between the spots that I'm hiding in Blacking out, I shoot back Fuck getting hit, this is my hood I'm a rat, to the death of it, to everybody Come on, little niggas is grown Look rats, don't abortion your womb We need more warriors soon sit from the stars, sun and the moon And it's like a police chaser Street sweepers and coppers Sick up kids with no conscience Leaving victims with doctors If you really think you're ready to die but not out this is what i about stop niggas at time of said all yeah, i need is one mic one mic one mic all i need is one mic one mic all i need is one mic all i need is one mic one mic all i need is one mic one all, all i need is one plug one, yeah. one, one page one pen one prayer tell God Forgive me for one sin Matter of fact Maybe more than one Look back At all the hatred against me Fuck all of them Jesus died at age 33 There's 33 shots From twin glocks And 16 apiece That's 32 Which means One of my guns Was holding 17 27 hit your crew Six winners to you Everybody gotta die sometime Hope your funeral Never gets shot up Bullets tear through the innocent Nothing is fair. Niggas roll up Shooting from wheelchairs My heart is racing Pacing revenge in the air I let this shit slide For too many years Too many now I'm strapped with a couple of Macs, too many nines If y'all niggas really with me, get busy, load up the simmies. Do more than just hold it, explode the clip until you empty There's nothing in our way, they bust, we bust, they rust, we bust Let's fly and feel it, I feel it in my gut That we take these bitches to the wall, lie them down Cause we stronger now, my nigga, The time is now All I need is one mic, one mic. One mic. all I need, That's all I need All I need is one mic, one mic. There's nothing else in the world That's All I need is one mic All I need is one mic. All I need is one life, one try, one breath on one man. What I stand for is speak for itself. They don't understand. They want to see me on top. Too egotistical.